Sir, look me in the eyes. Brother, I am not elevated, if that's what you're asking me. Yeah, like if you were in Denver, would you be above sea level? <clears throat> I mean, John Denver would respect me. Yeah, but if you were in Denver, Colorado, would you be above sea level? I would be approximately one mile high. That's correct. That is, the, that is the original Mile High Club. I don't actually know the statistics of how high it is up, but it is above sea level. Yeah. Wasn't oh. that a fun fact we just shared? Boom! Hey! Education! We love to see it. And we love to see what else we're going to talk about when Dante Bayo on this, today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Insert Name Here. It's a podcast about nothing for nobody. If you take it seriously, you're redacted. Let's start the show. Hey. What's up? Hello, and welcome to Insert Name Here. It's a podcast about nothing for nobody. If you take it seriously, you're redacted. I'm your co-host, Doug Bennett. I'm your other co-host, Seth Nacho. Uh, real quick, holy shit, Doug. I don't know if you should be trying to speak Japanese, bro. That sounded funky. <laughs> oh, you're not yeah. Tevayo? I'm not pretending that I'm doing good at it. Okay. You're not trying to pass yourself off as a Japanese master. Absolutely not. No. Okay. I did. I technically say the correct syllables. Yes. Did I, I guess. Did I technically say the right letters? Yes. Um, but was it good Japanese? No, it was not. You know, I'm not gonna pretend. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend that. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, there's there's like a weird sound you had going there. I got that fried chicken in me. It's kind of, I thought it was kind of like, there's something stuck in the back of your throat, yeah. So. Are you okay? I'm good. I'm, <laughs> Do you need a towel, sir? I'd, Can I offer you a towel in these troubling times? I'd say I'm gravy, but my meal could have used some gravy to go with it. It was... <laughs> Would you say you're groovy? I'm definitely groovy. Nice. I got that funk in me. You're privy to the groove. Absolutely. Nice. Excelente, sir. You got any uh, big news of the week for us, though? Big news of the week is that for once in a fucking week, nothing fucking happened. There's not a single thing worthy of commenting on that transpired since our last episode. (laughs) You're accurate with that? I think I am. You are accurate with that. You know, let me know in the comments if I got that wrong. I mean, you didn't. I mean, we're recording this today, October 1st, at dawn, like we always do. We record all of our episodes at dawn. The only thing that even qualifies this news is it's officially fall. (laughs) Yay, it's fall. Nice trip. See you next fall. I mean, mean, you know, like PSL is already back, but it's PSL season. Oh, this is one thing I could cover. Huh? It's not really news, but it's like kind of like a Munch Squad freaking report of the week kind of thing. Okay. Twinkies came out with the PSL Twinkie. Okay. I finally got my hands on it. Did you? 
actually very delicious. If you would, if you would like one, I can give you one. You're a big Twinkie fan. I love Twinkies. I love Twinks and I love Twinkies. <laughs> okay. You literally just said how oh, you're not gay on the podcast recently. <laughs> you said, stop calling me gay. I touched a willy in high school once. <laughs> Uh, listen to episode one of this season if you don't believe me about that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, maybe I'll have to try one of these pumpkin Twinkies later. We'll see. They're very pumpkin good. spice latte is like the... It's just like the the embodiment of the fall season at this point. Like, what else do we have? Only commercial nonsense, and that's what we got. So, but that's the... Those are the two biggest things I can bring to you. It's fall now, and pumpkin spice Twinkies are delicious. Yeah, people already decorate for Halloween at the beginning of the month, and I just think that's sad. I don't know why I think it's sad, but it's sad. What's really going to be sad, though, is after Halloween, when people start decorating for Christmas, and it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Thanksgiving does not get its respect. It doesn't, and it deserves more. You know that Canadian Thanksgiving is in October? I didn't know that, actually. The Canadians are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving before us. What's different about Canadian Thanksgiving? Not much. Just a different day. They, they, they still eat all Turkey. This. You know, the usual suspects. They might have a couple of different things. They might put some poutine on the table. But So where do they get the basis for their tradition? I mean, it's kind of like us, you know. They came over. There were Native Americans there. Okay. You know, they're not the indigenous people. Canadians are not the indigenous no, they're a bunch of French fuckers. There's actually English ones, too. Canada's English and French. You know huh. that. You know this. I really didn't. Like, if you go to West Canada, like Vancouver, that's where, like, English people are. And, like, Ontario, Toronto. How did English people get all the way over to Vancouver? I don't know. They made their way. But uh, there's a lot of Asians there, too, now. But French, French is... Uh, French Canada is like Eastern Canada. Gotcha. You know, uh, what's it called? Quebec and uh, kind of, is it Halifax? Halifax is the city, but it, it's in an island. I cannot remember the name of it, bro. Is it Nova Scotia? I think it's Nova Scotia, yes. It, so Nova Scotia was French. They kicked all the French out. They came to Louisiana. Oh, okay. It's a whole that's, big thing. And that's they how were we the, got Cajuns. Yeah, they were the Acadians, and that became Cajun. Gotcha. Yeah. There's your history lesson for today, guys. If you weren't, if you didn't think you were going to learn something today, <laughs> you're wrong. Again. Yeah, think again, fucker. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, I was trying to remember my big question of the week. Um, that's okay. We have time. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. That's a big question of the week, though. You know. Um, <laughs> I just thought of a stupid question. Is Taco Bell Mexican food? Categorically, no. It absolutely isn't. Do you think it captures the spirit of Mexican food? The most charitable designation I can give it is Mexican-inspired. It is very clearly inspired by Mexican cuisine. But right. is it Mexican cuisine? Would you say it's Tex-Mex? No, it's not even Tex-Mex. Damn. It's not even that. Because Tex-Mex is its own whole category. So what would you call it? I would call it fast... Me- I would call it fast casual Mexican-inspired 
food. Fast casual. Mexican inspired. It's just funny that you put casual in there. It's fast casual. Because it... Fast, get, fast casual is what you say when it, sometimes it takes a really long time to get your order. And, <laughs> okay. I've actually had good experiences at Taco Bell recently where they get my order quick. Well, lucky you. Yeah. The only thing that's bringing me back into Taco Bell these days and hopefully my sugar mama gets me up in there quickly with the quickness. The only thing that is going to bring me back into that restaurant is the fact that they brought back the rolled chicken tacos. Oh, yeah, they did bring those back, didn't they? Yeah. They had that uh, dipping taco, and that was okay. I didn't get a chance to try that, nor did I want to. But, um... It was, you wouldn't miss out on anything. No, the rolled chicken tacos got me going like... La, 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 <laughs> Just hit him with the Shakira. Don't pay your taxes. <laughs> Still so crazy that you went to jail for not paying your taxes. Are you okay? I'm fine. All right, I'm just, cool, man. I'm just looking at the clock. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, breakfast was early this morning. Just making sure we stay on track. We have brunch later. Sorry I couldn't bring you any news. Uh... Do you have a second big question of the week, or are we just getting to it right up front? We're just going to get right into it. We already did big question of the week, but we did do some news, though. We talked about the PSL stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty big for all the listeners that enjoy a Twinkie. Go out and try that new pumpkin Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Get that taste I'm, of autumn in your mouth. I'm going to try one to, uh, after this recording. Hell. I could try one on recording, but that seems a little... That's not good radio. Uh, that could be good radio, honestly. Me with my mouth full going, oh, I'm bumping real good. <laughs> what, are you scared to do it? Oh, you know what I heard, though, earlier today? I was watching a video, and this guy was, like, uh, talking about being British or whatever. And we you know we say bottle water. What a bottle. What a bottle. There's a uh, bottle of vitamin water. <laughs> a bottle of vitamin water. <laughs> That's the new one. That's pretty funny. Vitamin water. Who said that the British were allowed to drop bars that hard? Yeah, for real. Like, Jesus Christ. How many syllables is that? That's eight syllables, dude. It should be the same amount of English, too, in America. (laughs) Bottle of vitamin Vitamin. water. That's only three in America. (laughs) That's only three in American English. That's only, yeah. uh, You could not make a haiku with that. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle of vitamin water. (laughs) Bottle of vitamin water. (laughs) Just just go off the rails with it. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to talk about season five, season of reviews. It's not season four, it's not season six. It's season five, and we're reviewing content. We know how to count, yes. Uh, Insertionist today. So we mentioned last week about that last week's was a mutual pick. This week apparently is also a mutual pick. I thought it was my pick. Doug informed me earlier, maybe a bit, maybe we talked about it on last episode, that this is a mutual pick. For sure. You were behind it, 100%. Yep. And I didn't realize it at first. It started out as just Seth's pick. Just right. Nacho's pick. 
and in case you're confused why I refuted to him two times, it's because you can find him at twitch.tv slash Seth underscore Nacho 411. That is correct, everyone. Please Tuesday. talk in the chat. I will talk to you. Yeah, Tuesday nights is DVD. It's a, it's a great time. Yeah, okay. He's training me to be a better survivor. <laughs> Doug's over here plugging me, and then I plug myself at the end, too. So, hey, two plugs ain't bad. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no, this is something that I could 100% bring to the table as a review. So it is, in fact, a mutual pick. Right. So, first off, I'll, I'll say that this is a TV show. It influenced us, obviously, both of us heavily in our teenage years. Very much. And uh, we're going to be talking about mostly the TV show, but it was also a manga. Yeah. And uh, it's one of, in fact, it's one of the big three. It was one um, of the big three, yeah. It's joined in part by One Piece. It's joined in part by Bleach. But today what we're reviewing is specifically the anime for Naruto. Right, and don't let us confuse you because we are only doing original Naruto. We are not doing Naruto Shippuden or Boruto, just Naruto. The original when they were kids. Some of the, some of that crap might get referenced, just in terms of like, oh, how cool was the payoff, or where did it lead to down the line? Um, well, I can't really say for certain. I stopped watching Baruto. I did finish Shippuden, but Baruto is like was so I don't know. There may end up being relevant things. I heard it's cooking right now though. I bet it is. That's it's a good freaking show. Yeah, people complain about One Piece being as long as it is, but like if you add up Naruto, Shippuden, and where Naruto's at now, it's just it's, as long. it's just as long. It's like a thousand episodes. So I don't want to hear shit from the One Piece complainers because I love One Piece. Yeah, Kishimoto really tricked people with that. Mm-hmm. I love One Piece. <laughs> That's a reference to the Naruto Bridge series. <laughs> But, um, yeah. If you have zero experience with Naruto, if you have zero awareness, um, probably my 10 word sentence would be Orphan kid with powers convinces everybody that he's worth being in town. Obviously, that's a vast oversimplification. I think you hit two extra letters, two extra words, sorry. It's hard to do. I threw out ten as an arbitrary See, number. here's the thing for me, though. I don't think he convinces them yet in the original Naruto. I don't think he convinces them until Shippuden. Yes, also, if in the future you could blow away from me. Okay. Sweet. You okay? I'm fine. Doug's upset. I accidentally lit out my vape right in his face. So we're gonna we're gonna move past that now. <laughs> this is an audio medium. They don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. So I don't know that I would say that he convinces them. He convinces a few people, like the people in his class and some of the teachers and stuff. But like the vast majority of people, I don't think they know yet. Not until he saves the village against pain and Shippuden. Is when he's finally accepted. Well, everybody in town knows that he's possessed. Yes, they all do. Which I guess we have to get into some of well, the except big, for the kids. I guess we have until to until they know. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we have to get into some of the baseline plot here. So, uh... I mean, I figured we'd just go through the arcs, talk about each one. Is that cool? Yeah, but let's go ahead and set the foundation. Okay. So, it's centered around the titular character, Naruto Uzumaki, as he's known in the West, or Uzumaki Naruto, if you watch the dub. Of the sub, excuse me. He is little boy, child of the head of the village, and he gets possessed by a demon spirit, a Jinchuriki. <laughs> that's what he becomes, yeah. That, that's a term you don't hear until Shibuden, though. Essentially, the Nine-Tails Fox is inside of him, right? Right. That's his original struggle that he has to deal with. And the Hokage at the time, the third Hokage, he's like, everybody... Don't tell your children. <laughs> don't freak don't, out. Don't make it a big deal. It's Naruto's cool. <laughs> We're going to give him an allowance. We're going to let him live in his own little apartment. The kid's over here drinking spoiled milk and eating ramen every day. Literally, like you've seen it. Like you've, yeah. got, you've got like cup ramen that he eats every day. And then, uh, and then, but the, the, everyone still treats him like shit anyway. And even though they 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 can't tell their kids about it, they're like, "Kid, don't don't talk to him. Don't do it." You know, <laughs> they're like teaching their kids to be prejudiced against them. So he's like all alone. But even though he's alone, he still has like this drive to make everyone acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. And originally, he does that by playing pranks and being a little shit. Yeah, he's at the start of the show. He's very Bart Simpson esque. He's literally painting the faces of on the Okage faces on that back wall in the village. Yeah. He's literally over there painting them and making them look like shit. There's a lot of pranks and chicanery. And um, eventually he develops his skills as a ninja. And, uh, yeah, so we see part of that in the original Naruto and it's pretty cool. I like that growth aspect. Yeah. And that's what you need in a shonen anime. And there's even more character development following on with Shippuden, but we're just focusing on regular Naruto right. and today. Like, and, like, power scaling and stuff like that is so important in these shows. You can't, like... Okay, so... We're not going into the arcs just yet, but to, to begin with, you know, the first fighting is against Zabuza, mm-hmm. the big first major fight. Later in the show, when Naruto becomes more powerful, he, Zabuza would still be a threat. Exactly. Him. And that's, like, good power scaling. So that, like... That you're not just like, oh, I could defeat the shit out of the enemy I fought in the beginning. You know, that's that's not what you want, per se. Sometimes that's what you want, but I feel like not in this kind of show. And specifically with this show. Um, just because Naruto himself progresses, like, it is more meaningful and more engaging that genuinely threatening forces still maintain threat levels. Even though Naruto gets better, he could still get his clock rocked by somebody he faced before if he wasn't thinking carefully and hadn't, sure. hadn't learned anything. Um, And, like, it's not only him, though. It's everyone. Like, his whole class, they all start out in the academy and make their way up to tuning exams and, like... Only one becomes a tuning, but anyway, they still like all progress, right? Sure. 
So I think that that progression, you can see it with everybody. And it's, it's really nice to see that. To see people get stronger and it actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And see, like, how, where things are going. Quick sidebar. I think we see this the most with the character of Rockley. Because he already had to work harder than everybody else just to match them. And then he still kept up with them as well. So. Yeah, because the top of his class was Neji. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to beat Neji. The top of his class. That, like, was a genius. Didn't have to work as hard. For sure. But um, I think with that amount of background, do we want to talk through the story some? Sure. Or if you want to talk about the themes, because we just kind of mentioned well, like hard work is the theme, right? Especially in the story of Rock Lee. Yeah. I, um, the theme I'm of go- believing gonna... in yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Friendship. But uh, I'm going to paraphrase, because I watched... I'm not going to watch a whole anime just for one episode of a podcast. I've watched all 200-something episodes, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. In one night. Physically impossible. I, they were all on triple speed. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe possible. But anyway, I'm going to paraphrase a YouTuber here. Um, I thought he put it really well. Where hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I think that's definitely one of the themes of the show. See, what I think is crazy is the talent works hard in the show, too. And that's the second thing is when talent works hard, look how far it goes. In in Shippuden, you have to say, thank God you became Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) When Naruto becomes Jesus, bro. But anyway, um, yeah, so that covers some, like, little things do you want to jump into the arcs or do you want to talk about something else i would say that for me my main takeaway from the show is that as a general theme it takes a village like teamwork is so much more important than we traditionally consider it to be like sure is naruto really talented yes he is is Sasuke a fucking mad dog killer slayer? Yes, he is. Is Sakura freaking the best healer that we've seen since Tsunade? Yes. Well, that's only in Shippuden. We're always talking about original Naruto. She was pretty useless. Mm. Okay. She's I, actually yeah, the... Character. I also love to hate women. She's No, but she... No, no, we don't... No, women are cool. It's I'm, literally just Sakura. I'm razzing you, dude. Yeah. People like Ino. But, um... Ino's cool. But no, there's so many things. I'm just pointing out the main trio of the series. But, um. A rising tide lifts all ships. You know, it it literally takes the whole team for Konoha to stay successful. Right. Well, the series does, to me, a really good job of illustrating that fact. Right. So, um, like. In One Piece, Oda knows how he's going to end the show. He knows what's coming. He knows the whole plot before he even started writing, you know? Mm-hmm. In Naruto, I feel like that's somewhat the case. I really like, like, these kind of shonen shows, like My Hero Academia, all of them. They have, like, a goal. 
the ones that have a goal are good. Like Naruto wants to be Hokage, uh, and then you know De- De- Deku wants to be the symbol of peace, the number one hero. Uh, Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. Asta wants to be the Wizard King. There's all these shonen shows have like a goal for the main character. Bleach didn't, and so that's why Bleach kind of sucked with some of the filler arcs. But Naruto had a goal, and he and it shows him slowly working towards that goal. And also it has all these great character development moments for like even stupid characters. Like I feel like even Tintin gets a spotlight sometimes. You know, like mm. some of the characters that like you're just huh who what so like you know it's just why though. I, I just feel like that as the story, you know, it's a, it's a really good story. It, it shaped my childhood somewhat, you know, like it, it's an influential piece of art. Also, yeah, like the fight scenes in the show are super well done. The, um, the way the powers work in the world are, is a very well thought out like plan of how that works, like chakra and stuff. Yeah, nothing ever feels like bullshit. Yeah. Kekkei Genkai's feel like bullshit sometimes, but that's only for the fillers usually. Like, Haku's seems pretty cool. For sure. And then, like, the nine-tailed fox and stuff, like, the fight against Sasuke at the very end, that's just iconic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, are you, should we go into the arcs now? Totally. The first one is the uh, prologue, and it included the Miss Village. So here in the prologue, prologue arc, quote unquote, um, you get a picture of what has essentially led Naruto to the start of his journey. Because no one chooses to get born, but you end up where you end up. And uh, and I don't think at this point he knows who his, who his parents are. So we find him isolated we find him as an outcast. Um, the only there's only one person that'll give him the time of day. Right, he's actively ignored, if not outright hated, and the only person that talks to him is Aruka Sensei. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, Aruka Sensei. Yeah, he's the only one that acknowledges Naruto. His classmates talk to him somewhat, but not for real, you know. The only one that actually gives a shit about him. I mean, of course the Hokage does, but Hokage didn't have time to be around him all the time. It's Irika Sensei. And he, at the beginning, he protects him. Episode one. And he learns his first big jutsu. He already knew the one. He knew transformation. But then he learns Kage Bunshin. Shadow clone. The shadow clone jutsu. Mm -hmm. And haters are going to say that Naruto didn't really truly know the ninja way because he only mastered a couple of jutsus. I would argue that that was Naruto's own ninja way because he had his signature jutsus that he knew better than anyone else. I feel like for the most part, people learn the ones that they that they learn and then they don't venture out. Like everyone kind of has their own brand. All the, Every single character has like their own brand of what they do. It's like no one craps on Shikamaru for... Knowing the shadow one. Exactly. Yeah. No one craps on Neji for knowing the pressure points. Yeah. So, do you ever see them do anything else? No. No. So why do people crap on Naruto for that? Yeah, what a bitch, you know? 
Yeah, uh, so you have that. You have the meeting with Team 7 and the whole part with Kakashi at the beginning. I thought that was a really great way to get a team together. You know, just the mutual struggle and then the encouragement of rivalry. Uh, that's where we start getting our first tastes for the whole Naruto-Sasuke relationship. Right. And Sakura's deep love for Sasuke. <laughs> kind of breaks my heart that they got together in the end. Spoiler! <laughs> Spoiler! Fucking watch Barato if you care about spoilers. Okay. But yeah, um... Yeah, so Sasuke, uh, Sakura has a thing for Sasuke, but Naruto has a thing for Sakura for like the first part of the show. Very much so. I, I think, in fact, for the entirety of the run of Naruto, he's still hung up on her. I don't think yeah. him... He is. Even the promise he makes in a later arc is based on... I think he still likes her. Even though he understands that she likes Sasuke. But anyway, so yeah, so then you have that part, and then you have them going to the Miss Village. There's the whole part before they get there. Then there's, well, they're not actually they don't actually go to the village of the Mist. They just go to the Land of Waves. They go to that village where the dude's making the bridge. Right. That he later calls the Naruto Uzumaki Bridge or whatever. <laughs> um, Shoutouts to my man's. Thank God someone put respect on his name. And that's where you get your first taste of how Naruto does shit. Because they have a terrible, tear-jerking backstory for the kid's father. Is this the first example of Taku no Jutsu? No. Maybe? No. Okay. I don't think so. Not this time. That's probably with Gara Coming up in the third arc. But yeah, so in this arc, um, there's a really good backstory for the kids, the kid and his dad. Mm-hmm. Remember he got killed? And, like, his arms beaten and stuff. Right. And he was just trying to stand up for the village. And then Naruto goes to save the day with, uh... We also get a first taste of Finn boys in a lot of people's lives. <laughs> Haku. Yeah, when he's in the forest with Haku. And also that you get a training arc when they climb up the tree. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this arc. Yeah. And that's why I don't under... Quick tangent... That's uh, so why I don't understand that people don't like Baruto, because it followed the whole same structure. I'm not going to get into it, but if you go back and rewatch it, trust me when I say that it matches arc for arc with Naruto. There's, they were uh, very. They if were you very, take this seriously, you're redacted. They were very. They were very lazy with making Baruto. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. A couple standout moments when they throw the shuriken, uh, the shuriken and, and it has two of them and one of them is actually a shadow clone. So, and Naruto throws the kunai so that Zabuza will free Kakashi from the water cell. That is a big moment for Naruto and Sasuke having teamwork together. You remember? Yes. Like, that's a big moment. And then also at the bridge when they fight him for the last time Kakashi... Uh, fights Zabuza and Haku fights Sasuke and Naruto together. Naruto brings out his part of his nine tails 
and Sasuke um, does a good job fighting against Haku. Like, he unlocks a Sharingan that, there in that fight. Mm. So there's a lot of big moments there in this arc. Um, so there's one, two, three, four, five main arcs. Where would you put this one on the rank of out of five? Like, if you're ranking one is best, five is worst. Is this the first one? Out of the five, where would you put this one? I'm probably... Don't ask me to rank arcs until we've talked about all of them. Okay, we'll rank them all in a minute. But that's the big pieces for me. Is there anything else you want to say about that arc? No, I think this one is really important for showing that the show, the story, is not just here to show us cool fights. Like, it's it's trying to tell human stories. Uh, you, you know, a lot of animes are just about showing off the fights. Uh, this one is more interested in getting to humanity. I would say there was a lot of growth in this story. Like with training and the fights that you got out of the people and seeing how they did well. Because this is a battle anime. A lot of character development happens in the battles. Right? So that is big. You got a good backstory. You also got the development of the team. You see Team 7, which is Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura, and Kakashi working together and becoming a team together. And that is a really nice thing. You get that. As soon as we go into the next arc, tuning exams, we start getting a whole bunch of other teams that are important. And so the scope of the show like suddenly broadens a lot. Instead of just being Team 7, it's like, boom. I mean, even in that first arc, you, got, you learned about the missions and Ginning and Chunin and Jonin and all this stuff. But now you've, you're developing the world around you. You're getting... People from the Wind Village and the Sound Village and all this stuff. Yeah. It's, coming together. It's no longer one team from Konoha. It's all of Konoha plus all these other teams from all these other villages. Right. So, Tuning Exams has like three main parts, probably, or four, kind of. It's where my favorite character gets introduced. The, per, huh? the Tuning Exam also has my number one favorite scene in original Naruto. Right. Is that is that the... So, the, the oh, well, no, 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 no. We'll get to don't, it? Don't say it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. So first off is they meet all the other people, and then they go to the tuning exam, and they have to take that test. Remember the test? Yes. The written exam? It's Where classic. The, Hinata like, tries to show them the answers. The, the sound ninjas totally aced it. They're like all cheating. Everyone, it's about cheating. But Naruto didn't even cheat. He didn't answer anything. <laughs> and the 10th question was just if you stayed or not. And he's like, boom, you win. <laughs> he didn't write anything down. But yeah, so that was a cool one. And then the next part of the tuning exams is the forest of death. And that's where we meet the main antagonist of the show, Orochimaru. And he gives Sasuke the curse mark. You also see Gara being a complete fucking badass. He kills that one guy from the waterfall or whatever, rain village, whatever. He puts him in the coffin and just... <laughs> For uh, the uninitiated, can we briefly describe those two characters? But for what? Gara and Orochimaru? Yeah. Okay. So, Orochimaru... Um, is like basically the ninja Isis. <laughs> okay. The series frames him as kind of a terrorist. Um, he exists outside of most villages, although he is closely associated with the 
village that has a music note on their headband. Sound. Village of sound, yes. Uh, Gara um, will eventually become the Kage of the village of the sand. Yeah, Kaze Kage. Um, but he is not that yet at this point in the series. He is like Naruto in that yeah. he is also possessed by a demon. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna reveal that early. They don't reveal that in the story to the next part. But yeah, he uh, he's got a gourd on his back that has a bunch of sand, and he has the absolute defense. He cannot be hit, is what they say. Supposedly untouchable. Right. I guess we should also mention this is like remember we talked about we mate everybody in this arc. At the beginning, before they even take the written test, Rock Lee rocks the shit out of Sasuke. And that's pretty cool. And he also has a crush on Sakura. Everybody, <laughs> I don't know why. She's not drawn particularly well. She's not made out to be that all that attractive. They're literally 12 years old in the show, man. I don't, I don't know why they're simping over Sakura instead of Ino. <laughs> I think Choji likes Ino. Probably. But they don't end up getting married. Ino ends up with Sai. Hmm. Okay. You want to clown me for spoilers. Yeah, but no one knows who Sai is. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so... What is it? Um, Yeah, so then they go to the forest of death. They meet Orochimaru. They get their shit rocked. Um, But they make it out. But they got their shit rocked. And then Rock Lee helps defend with Sakura the two sleeping guys Naruto and Sasuke against the sound people that come to kill him and then Sasuke wakes up with the curse mark and breaks that dude's arms <laughs> that's a brutal scene but yeah then after that is the preliminary tournament because they had too many people make it through the force of death so they have a preliminary tournament right then and there and you have some great fights there that are emotionally charged you learn a bunch of backstories there and this is also where we get my favorite sequence in literally all of anime. Before we get to that, just real quick, like the Sakura Ino fight has a backstory. The Neji Hinata fight has a good backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Shikamaru does cool stuff. <laughs> he beats that sound bitch. Um, Naruto's fight is really funny. He farts to win it. I mean, it. Just as a a mini arc, all of it is very good. But do you want to mention but your mention your? But fight. you are very nicely dancing around the obvious thing, and this is my favorite sequence of events in all of anime, across any anime. Rock Lee fighting Gara. Holy fucking shit! Um. The best thing I can say is literally just YouTube Rock Lee v. Gara and watch it for yourself. But if I was to go into more depth with it, I would say the tempo, the pacing of it, impeccable. The fact that <clears throat> Rock Lee holds back for so long. Like, he could have gone full strength at the start of it, but he really tried to follow his mentor's tutelage and keep a pace going and be fair and honorable. And then 
as soon as he realizes, like, no, I need to drop the weights, boom, that crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a big one, and it also gives uh, Gara some uh, motivation to kill him. For sure. Because he tries to kill him. Also in this arc, in the tuning exam arc. Because n- next you have, like, the actual tournament. So the winners of the preliminary tournament go on to fa- play in, like, an actual tournament. Mm-hmm. And for, like, people to come see from different villages and whatever else. So they're setting that up, and while they're setting that up, Lee's in the hospital because he got his shit rocked. But, like, you know, he put up a good fight. That fight was awesome. Um, Naruto meets a trainer, my favorite character in the show, Jiraiya. Jiraiya. Yeah. Jiraiya trains Naruto to summon frogs. <laughs> and that's fucking no, lit. That part's not so frogs. Good. Toads. Right. Uh-huh. Specifically toads. That matters. Okay. They're all Kairos to me, you know? Shh. Yeah, uh, so he learns from Jiraiya, and Sasuke trains with Kakashi. Oh, God, he learns the Chidori. And then they come back, and they have the tournament arc, and the tournament arc ends... Because Gara's going nuts against Sasuke and Orochimaru, who was posing as the Kaze Kage, who he killed, which was uh, Gara's dad. That becomes relevant later in Shippuden. But anyway, he killed Gara's dad, and then he attacks the third Okage, and that's a whole big fight, too. You finally, in the show, get to see what Kage fights are like. Mm-hmm. That's an epic moment where you get to see like the level of a Hokage fight. That was cool. Um, so now we're moving into the next arc, which they call Konoha Crush, but it's like the Konoha attack where they're getting attacked arc. Now this is the one that ends up culminating in the Hokage getting killed on the roof. Yeah. Well, he, he kind of sacrifices himself. He tries to take out Orochimaru with that special jutsu the fourth Hokage used to seal him, but then Orochimaru manages just to take his hands so he only takes his hand spirit. So he can't use his hands for a while. Gotcha. And then uh, and then the third Okage is sealed inside as well because that's part of the deal. You're going to die too. Um, yeah, so that happens. Naruto ends up fighting Gara because he like steals Sakura. Or maybe Sasuke just goes after him and they end up chasing. And Sakura ends up in trouble. The bug guy? Oh, what's Kabuto. the bug guy's name? No, bug guy. I'm not like Shino. She that's it. Ends up fighting the puppet guy. Oh, what the fuck is puppet guy's name? Crud. Anyway, they didn't they didn't actually get to fight their match in the tournament, so Shino wants to do it. So Shino ends up fighting him. Konkuro. Yeah, Konkuro. He ends up fighting him outside of the tournament. Just because he wanted his tournament match, and that's pretty cool. But yeah, Shino gets his match. Uh and then Naruto ends up um, fighting uh, Gara, uses his toad that he summons, and the energy, the, the fox energy. It, that arc is so cool. I do want to say real quick, go back to the tuning exam arc. Naruto did beat Neji in his tournament match, and that was epic. He used the fox energy that he learned how to do with Jiraiya, and it was good. Um, but the Gara fight is my favorite. That's literally my favorite fight in all of Naruto, original Naruto. Hell yeah. 
where where Gara summons his beast and he falls asleep, so the beast takes control. And then Naruto, with the toad, transforms into the nine-tailed fox, grabs onto him, and he punches him awake. Oh, my God, or whatever. That is sick. That one's dope as fuck. That's a sick part of the show. And that's where you learn about Gara's backstory a lot. And you learn about the, this theme of friendship and stuff that's... Oh, it's so emotional, bro. When they're both just call, crawling on the ground, they realize that they're so similar to each other. A quick tangent... Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking favorite fights, uh, Shikamaru in the uh, tournament. In the tuning exam when he fights Tamari? Yes. The shadow play that he gets into. Mm-hmm. I got so much respect for When that. he does that little balloon thing? Yeah. yeah. It's just. Oh. Well, that's how he ends up becoming a tuning and shit like that. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's fucking cool as hell. He was, he was always my favorite because of that. Right. Um, yeah, so you have this whole part, uh, and Orochimaru gets away, and the Wind Village apologizes, and they're like, oh, we are so sorry, we want to be friends again, we want to have this (laughs) alliance, even though they teamed up with the Land of Sound to fight Konoha. Let's do politics, please. Yeah. Um, after this part, though, is my favorite arc of the series, The Search for Tsunade. Where Naruto learns the Rasengan with Jiraiya. Because I just love Jiraiya. So, like, this part is them training together. It's so much awesome. I mean, he's the fucking goat. You also have Itachi and, uh, what's his name? The shark. Yeah, the shark guy. Okay, shark guy. They they show up to, to, to get Naruto. They're trying to kidnap him. And Sasuke faces his brother for the first time in forever. That part's pretty lit. Um... But yeah, so it's really like a Jiraiya-Naruto arc. Oh, it's so good. And they go meet Tsunade. And like each one has their own little like friend. Like Orochimaru has Kabuto. And uh, Tsunade has, uh, what's her name? I can't remember. The girl with the pig. And I don't and, remember her. But yeah, they, uh, and they have like a great fight where it's like the Sanin all fighting. A toad, a snake, and a slug all going at each other. It's good, man. And Naruto uses his Rasengan on Kabuto and fucks him up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that arc's really good. Just going to save has the best theme song to me. You know, I love fighting dreamers. That's what's up. You got anything you want to say about that arc? Uh, that arc, not so much. You didn't like that one as much? I was... So I binged this show, right? Uh Uh-huh. So I was kind of reeling after, like, the death of the third Hokage. Just, I was kind of numb for most of this arc on my first watch. I was just like, what the fuck? You weren't listening to that awesome theme song being like, hell yeah. I don't watch theme songs, dude. That's Damn. My, that's my biggest sin. Well, you, a- you don't watch them every single episode. That would be annoying if you're binging. But, like, this theme song's too good to skip. Yeah, no, I was in a series binge, so I was just serially skipping the theme song. So, I don't know this theme song. Well, I'll let you know all the theme songs are good in this show. I'm sure they were. Some of them are worse than others, though. Um, But yeah, so that... That that covers that arc. It's like a training arc, plus they get Tsunade, and you see how cool she is. Hell yeah. Um... 
And you kind of learn about her history too. She had that, that she had a brother, a little brother, and then she had a husband or a fiance that both wanted to be Hokage and died in the war. And so she's like, she hates it. This whole Hokage business. And then she meets Naruto who wants to be Hokage, thinks he's a little shit, sees that he learned Rasengan. Like he makes a bet that he can learn it before in a certain amount of time. And he uses it on Kabuto and Sonati's like, okay, she gives him that crystal and kisses him on the forehead. And you're like, damn, because <laughs> Sonati got the big titties, you know, she got the itty bitties. And by itty bitties, I mean the quadruple G's. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they are. The next arc, the, well, the next arc's a filler arc, so I'm gonna skip that. But the next, the ne- the next and final arc is the Sasuke retrieval arc. This is the one that sticks with me the most because, I mean, how can you not be compelled by the desire to bring a loved one home? Right. So this one begins with Naruto and Sasuke having a fight on the top of the hospital. And I love that scene. Uh, Kakashi breaks it up, but... Uh, Sasuke feels like super badass because his Chidori like wrecked the shit out of the watering tank and Naruto's did nothing. But then he looks at the backside of the tank and Naruto's like blew a huge hole into it. And so he gets kind of jealous. He thinks Naruto's getting too strong. Because Naruto is getting strong at this point. You'd agree, right? He knows the summoning jutsu and he knows Rasengan now. For sure. Like at this point, if they one on one fight without powers, I think Sasuke might lose. It's he def- might. It it went from being Sasuke would win to being, everything to being a coin flip, right? Because like this whole rivaler thing has been developing throughout the whole show, and at this point it's coming to like where Sasuke doesn't feel like he's as good anymore. Yeah, well Naruto finally caught up. Mm-hmm. So um, Sasuke decides he's gonna leave. Sakura goes to talk to him and gets fucking the the chop <laughs> in the back of the neck. Um. And Naruto makes a promise to her and does the whole big thumbs up that he's going to bring her, bring him back. Because, what the fuck, like, uh, Sasuke, uh, like, he's, he still loves Sakura, but, you know, he knows that she loves him. And then Shikamaru's captured to be the team leader, and they have to pick a couple of the people that are there in the village to go. So they just pick a ragtag team and go. <laughs> right. Like, like this, this should not be the team that's going after these people. This should not be the team. Not at all. A bunch of Ginning and one Chunin going after, like, these, like, high-skilled level enemies. Um, but you end up with, like, th- they're somewhat team fights, but they end up being a lot of one-on-one fights. Um, each person gets their own one-on-one fight. Uh, like, Shoji gets a one-on-one fight. Neji, Akiba, Shikamaru. Naruto gets a one-on-one fight. At first, then other people take over for him, and he gets his main one-on-one fight with Sasuke. And I will say, my favorite fight of the entire show is actually Choji's. Just watching him expend every calorie in his body. <laughs> he goes from being the fat fuck that we have known and yeah, grown to love. Yeah, chips and shit. Like, he, grew, he goes from being this bloated motherfucker... To spending every cent of energy in his body. Like, he ends up anemic at the end of the fight. And he gets cool butterfly wings. He he really puts out. And 
Yeah, um... It is definitely... That's not your favorite fight, though, right? You like Gara versus Lee more. No, my favorite moment is Gara versus Lee. My favorite fight is Choji. Choji versus Fat Guy? Yes, exactly. Or fat Guy? Um... I cried after the Neji fight with the with the uh, spider guy because I thought Neji died. That doesn't happen until a lot later. That's a spoiler. You just spoiled that. Yeah. Well, everybody dies someday. That's yeah. not really a spoiler. Well, I thought my boy Neji was dead. I cried. Um, uh, the Kiba fight's kind of not that great, and the Shikamaru fight's like okay, but it is funny when Sa- when Naruto slaps his ass. <laughs> and he goes, hey, hey, like spanks his butt to get the attention of her, the flute lady with the weird puppet guys. Oh, but yeah, no, yeah. So what happens actually is Conqueror helps out, Conqueror helps out uh, Kiba and helps him win his fight. Tamari helps Shikamaru win his fight, and then Gara helps Lee win the fight against uh, what's his name, Bone Guy. Crud, you're testing me right now. I know. I can't remember his name. It's something. It's like Kizumara, but it's not. It's something like that. Anyway, uh, he was supposed to be the new vessel for Orochimaru, but it, Sasuke is the one that was chosen. Gotcha. But yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah. Um, Lee gets out of the hospital, breaks out of the hospital, and goes to help. And he like does the drunken jutsu, and that's funny. Um, and then at the end, you have the Sasuke-Naruto fight at the, ba- at the Valley of the End. And that is an epic fight. That is an epic fight. The curse it's a mark. fucking classic. I I watch it at least once a month. That yeah. That I saw an AMV to that with a Lincoln Park song on it. <laughs> it was good. But yeah. Um. So that that concludes the arcs, arcs of Naruto. Without talking about filler, I will say if you do want to watch the filler, it's good. I think it's all right. I watched all of it, and it uh, it is like fun stories to go on with your characters that you like, and there's some really funny moments in there. But anyway, I think we should rank the five arcs real quick and then do a full overall ranking. All right. So, uh, number one for me is going to be the last arc. Retrieval. Sasuke retrieval arc. Ten out of ten. You you can't go any higher than that in terms of storytelling and tension. Um, Number two? After that... I mean, it feels like a cop-out, but I kind of just have to go down the line, nine, eight, seven, six, and just put them like that. What do you mean? So Sasuke retrieval's first. What what comes after that? The tuning exams? Yeah. Or the the one where they fight? Yeah, I mean, you you can't beat that. Gotta put that at two. What, tuning exams? Because of the... Tuning exams number two, uh, the Konoha blast. Let's put that at three. Where the, the Konoha gets attacked, and then the prologue land waves is four for you, and for then sure. number five would be the Tsunade arc because I feel like you said you didn't really care. Yeah, about that, one. that one felt kind of meandering. So right. So for me, number one is the Tsunade search for Tsunade arc because I at love the, the top. Yeah, I love the training arc. It's really good, and okay. he learns Rasengan. It's awesome. I love Jiraiya. It's the one where he has the ball and he does the water and the cat helps him learn how to do it. It's so cool. Anyway. That's your opinion. Number two is going to be the uh, the Konoha gets attacked one because the Gara Naruto fight's my favorite in the original Naruto. Number three would have... I mean, 
yeah, number three would have to be tuning exams. That's just a classic art. Number four would probably be Sasuke Retrieval. And then number five would be the Prologue Landaways. Well, at least we I think, agree on that. I think that the Prologue Land of Waves, uh, the original arc, is a good-ass arc for starting the show. But I don't think that once you've seen the rest of it, that it holds up to like the rest of it. I do want to stress that just because we're ranking it low doesn't mean we're saying that it's bad. No, yeah, like, this would be way above arcs of some other shows. Right? It's just in terms of the original five arcs, how would you rank them? Uh, overall for the show, 9.5 out of 10. This is a classic. Excuse me. Oh, God. This is a classic, and I think that every kid should watch the show. Oh, for it sure. It teaches you a lot of good stuff. And it just the sheer value of believing in yourself and not only believing in yourself, but having the strength and faith to believe in other people is a really important lesson to me because you can't get through life on your own. Naruto, no matter how hard he has a demon in him, no matter how hard he trains, for fuck's sake, even Sasuke or Kakashi or Rock Lee or name any other character, nobody's going to get through this on their own. It, it really does take a village. And so the values that this show teaches resonate across generations. Uh, for me, for me, I'm going to rank this at a solid 9.3 out of 10. But there's very few shows that... Uh, anime or otherwise that I would rank higher than this. Yeah, right? But um 9.3 for me personally. I think it's a good show with a great lot of lessons and uh controversial opinion the dub is better. That is controversial cuz I disagree. <laughs> but hey, you're allowed to have your own opinion. Um parting shots Oh, uh, you know, you always go first. So. I know, I know. Uh, I was about to go, and then you, like, had to give me permission for some reason. You're welcome. Yeah. Go to bed with one eye open tonight. <laughs> um, so we were talking about uh, my Twitch. Please check it out, twitch.tv. Slash Seth underscore Nacho 411. I'll be waiting for you Tuesday night, baby. Show up. Yeah. I'll play whatever you want me to play. But uh, it's probably by, gonna be DVD though. No, no, by play I meant like Survivor or Killer in DVD. Gotcha. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, there's a lot of good lessons in Naruto, and I think that um, if you've never seen the show before, you're really missing out. Um, although at this point, if you're like an older person, I don't know if you'll want to watch it as much. It is meant for it's a shonen show. It's meant for like ages teenage boys to like. 25 or so you know people our age can still watch it because especially since you've already seen it mm-hmm. but like if you tried to get like a 50 year old guy into watching naruto i don't know how you'd feel about it a young audience like super young also might not might might not be appropriate for because there is like some violence and stuff you know so that teenage year is like right where it's perfect like if you have like a it definitely don't show this to a toddler yeah but if you have like a 13 year old son this would be like perfect for him Girls, too. Girls can watch it, too. Um, 
But yeah, I think that this show is really good. It, it was it, it it was a good show in my childhood. Really, really, uh, really gives you the good feels. Heck yeah. And me personally, did not get a chance to fully consume the show until I was an adult. Um, definitely still consumed it within the age range that Nacho described. Um. Long story short, it covers a lot of ground. You, I mean, the battles are fun. The battles are probably the best part for me, for me, just because I like watching people draw really cool shit. But um, the emotional themes resonate as well. And I would say that at the end of the day, the story of Naruto is the story of somebody who despite the entire world conspiring against them is a individual can overcome positive and being a positive role model and not only overcome but like nacho said inspire other people so there's a lot of good to be had out of out of this show um other final thoughts Don't get scurvy. Eat some citrus. Get that vitamin C. Okay. Also, if you're having trouble with indigestion, uh, consume some supplementary fiber. Uh, Diarrhea is not good, okay? It's causing you to waste a lot of water. So add some fiber to your diet and eat some uh, citrus. And with that, and nothing else more, unless you have something to say. All good. Uh, We're going to say drink a lot of water, get enough sleep, and most importantly, kiss me with your ass.